Hello and welcome to the Viewfinder Vikings podcast. That's right, I've got a name for this podcast. Uh, thanks to all the wonderful people over at the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast Facebook group. I put in a poll there um, and... To sum it up, uh, nobody voted for Bokeh Buddies, uh, which is quite all right. I got a, a additional suggestion from Miguel Lopez, Hot Shoe Diaries, very good. Uh, Hot Shoe Shuffle Podcast got one vote, and Northern Lights Camera Club pod- Podcast got seven votes, but the winner was Viewfinder Vikings Podcast uh, with 11 votes, and, and also... Odin's diary. No, no. Odin's <laughs> Odin's eye photography from uh, was a great suggestion from Chris Lee, but that could be just taking it a step too far. So, uh, with the naming of my podcast, I've also gone to the step of um, opening or creating an email address, which is Viewfinder Vikings Podcast at gmail.com and um, I don't know if uh, I don't remember what I told you about um, my YouTube experience but the main reason is that I don't want the junk the assholes the yeah the assholes to to leave a comment uh, right a, like an impulsive thing I want I want people to think about what they're going to comment or write to me about so i hope you will use this email address viewfinder viking podcast viewfinder vikings with an s podcast at gmail.com and um and write to me about the stuff that i'm talking about and hopefully i'm not talking about the same stuff that everyone else is talking about so if you for instance write me an email with comments and suggestions and questions or or to tell me how you feel about things um i might just put you on skype and we we can have a chat instead of an uh, email conversation so that's that's my goal anyway for this podcast is to be quite discussion related um it's a dialogue so but i know that it will take some time before people bother to to drop in on my uh, podcast so for now you will have to just bear with me on my solo i mean if mike can do it anyone can right so the one thing uh, i use the negative positives uh, film photography facebook podcast group is whenever i got an idea or a question or uh, just something I'm wondering about. Then I I make a post there and I start a discussion or or whatever. But now that I have a podcast, I can just write those ideas down and then just wait until I'm going to record. So that's what I did with this topic, this first topic. And uh, I know that this podcast is all about project and ideas, but it all mashes together in this wonderful film photography soup um gear is related which is uh, i will come back to in a bit but also whenever i have an idea i 
I want to talk about it. And this came to mind, uh, these days I'm doing high school photography. And I work for this company that does almost the entire country. Um, and it's very good money. It's a lot of stress. It's long hours and you're away a lot. But the most painful painful thing for me is all the post-production. And I'm used to post-production. I, I started with digital. I'm a sports photographer for a newspaper. Um, I did portraits. I did... Uh, I did... Um, what do you call it when you put two images together, two different image composites. So I know Photoshop, I know Lightroom, I'm used to working with like that. But when you scale it up, uh, uh, some sort of school with, let's say, 500 students, you're doing 500 post-processing techni- uh, images the same way. And I really struggle with that. I get very, very bored and I get um, I get pain in my elbow and in my uh, shoulder. And the plan for me is that this company is very, very active in August, September and October. And then it sort of dies down and uh, they do other stuff um, the other months of the year. And my idea is for as a way to survive is to use their system and to use their printing and their customer service and everything but i will use them for me so i will chase down my own clients my own schools and then i will do the shoot i will edit the images and then i will sort of piggyback on their uh, business Uh, so they will earn money and i will earn money and i don't have to sort of do all the printing and emailing and and uh, envelopes and everything like that. So, but my thought was, how can I make this easier? And of course, you can make it easier by spending more time in the field, by tweaking the lights better to be more accurate when you do stuff. But that will that will always sort of be in the second second in line. So. But I thought, how can I, is there a way for me to do this with film photography? And so I've, I've given it some thought and I really want to go over from, or I want to switch from mainly C41 color negative film over to E6 slide film because of the lack of color balancing and for every image, not just for every role, a film but for every image and you need the skills you need the experience you need the equipment and you need the time to get it right you can get it close uh, many people get it close and I sort of get it close too but the problem is that I don't get it I, I could never get the same colors as a professional lab can and knowing that really bothers me so i sort of i think all my color negative images could be better looking than they are and that sort of like drains my energy for color negative so but e6 i've always had positive experience with they've always looked great and the only thing that makes me not want to do it more often is the price 
and the uh, developing and that's because I did it in a sort of like a DIY way where I cut a, a hole in a, in a sort of like a protein protein shake uh, thing and I have my Patterson tank resting in the lid and water bath and yeah so and also I experienced that the chemistry turns bad faster than the C41 at least in my experience so so I need to kind of some I need to gather I need to shoot more rolls before I do the developing that's my point and um, I mean like right now I have maybe 20 or 30 uh, C41 films in stock and if I was going to do the same with E6 film that would be a lot of money so but since I'm so happy with E6 and I'm not so happy with C41 I have decided I'm not gonna buy a better scanner I'm not gonna spend the time it probably will take years for me to learn it the best way possible I'm just going to try for a while to do just black and white and E6 and just not do C41 at all and that's sort of what I was thinking with the whole school photography thing if if I could do that with a medium for my camera and slide film I mean like Provia if I control the light anyway if the flash is all there is of light I can nail the exposure every time and I get wonderful slides of each class uh, um, I'm not I don't think I'll do that for individual portraits but why not that could be pricey though 500 students which would be on a on a on a 6x7 camera would be 50 rolls <laughs> oh man <laughs> okay not that but like if I do a kindergarten with four or five departments and there are maybe 20 or 30 or 40 kindergartens around here if I get all of them as my clients and I shoot maybe 50 or 60 70 images I could do that with slide film no problem so and, I, and hopefully not the eight hours of editing that I've just spent on class after class after class and it's the same thing I have to I have to balance the exposure I have to go in close with a brush and and sort of put more makeup on where the highlights are I have to tone down the highlights in in their foreheads and and I wonder if that would still be a problem with with Provia or with film and if if so that might be an issue because the, the whole point is to stop doing all the the editing all right so if you have any thoughts or about that or any suggestions i mean they did that for years with probably with slide or or maybe they used portra no they didn't use portra i have no idea if, if you know if you did this in the 80s and 90s and and if you know what film and what camera were used please tell me uh, write in viewfindervikingspodcast at gmail.com
the next thing I want to talk about is my two new purchases or that I'm going to purchase and it sort of connects with my projects because I've been very backwards and forwards with with gear um, so I buy and I sell and now I feel like I've settled down on on knowing what I want and knowing what I want is directly connected to the project that I'm doing the projects so for instance uh, I tried 6x7 but I love the cameras and I love the images but the aspect ratio really sort of turned me off in almost every aspect in the amount of shots per roll in having only place or there's not enough room for five by two in a sleeve holder so you have to have four in one and then one in the next one so you, you have to make a choice if you want to use two sleeves for each roll or if you're going to overlap all the projects and that sort of annoyed me and of course you can buy specially made 6x7 sheets or, or plastic holders but you can't scan three at a time you can only scan two at a time so that made no sense so so that kind of turned me off on the 6x7 uh, and I, I used to own a Pentax 6.7 and uh, an RB 6.7 and I managed to sell both of them quite recent, recently. And so now I know I want to have a 6x6 camera for most of my project. Everything that I'm doing that is landscape and that is medium format is going to be 6x6. And I, used, I have uh, rented a Hasselblad 500C and uh, it was okay but it's nothing special and i used to own a bronica sqa which i used to get really annoyed by because i you i do a lot of long exposure and you have to do the the time button on the lens and i it was okay the the, the important images were okay but man it was so easy to just knock it off and uh, bump it so so anyway so but the the camera that i was really most happy about using was my pentacon 6 and i used that for my own family my my kids i i used that when i was out um taking landscapes and uh basically almost everything and the only thing that it didn't like was cold winter so uh it used to freeze up in the when it got really cold so but i knew that so i worked around that and it didn't matter all that much but i i sold it before i started buying the six by sevens and i really regret that so now I'm, the first thing i'm going to do is buy a six by six Pentacon 6 with sort of like an 80 or 90 millimeter lens and the, one of the best things about this camera is that because it is a as an SLR and is an SLR shape like a Pentacon no like a Pentax 6.7 I can focus it without 
problem. And I struggle with rangefinder, so so I need an SLR. And also it has a waist level finder, and so does a Hasselblad and a Bronica. But the thing is that when you are down on the ground with 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 kids uh, trying to take portraits and, and photos, the lightweight and the ergonomics of an 35 millimeter camera just a little bit bigger it's way smaller than a Pentax 67 and way lighter so you get the benefits of an SLR shape with the waist level viewfinder so I mean of all the portraits of my family that I've printed out I I think maybe 60 or 70 or 80 percent of them are taken with the Pentagon um, and I've owned the Pentax and the Mamiya RB for a long time before I sold them. So that says a lot. So the Pentacon 6 will be my main landscape, fine art, um, sort of minimalistic uh, family portrait, friends, gatherings, camera. I will bring that everywhere. And the second thing that I'm going to buy is a 6x12 bag for my new Intrepid 4x5 camera. I've had a monorail for a long time and I used to have a Shenhao 4x5 with the 6x17 Shenhao adapter. And I loved the images, but it was a little bit too nice. It was I knew how much it was worth. And I didn't use it enough to feel that I, you know, it was worth it. I would rather have the money than uh, I could. I, I could. I could have a Shenhao for like maybe fifteen hundred dollars, or I could have a three hundred dollar four by five. It didn't matter. So why would I have a fifteen hundred dollar uh, Shenhao? So I sold everything and I, I even made some money on that trade and and I bought a monorail, uh, a Calumet monorail, which was perfect for the first project that I had and almost perfect for the second, but then it started to get really heavy and I had a, a, a project where I was taking pictures of this uh, abandoned castle and it was... Uh, two meters of fresh snow which I I mean for every step I took I was waste waste level <laughs> with snow and um, I think it was maybe like 50 meters which is uh, 40 yards or something and um, I spent I think I spent 20 minutes 25 minutes getting those 50 meters and I had taste of blood in my mouth, and I've never been so tired. And I had to, I had to take my bag uh, with one hand, um, toss it like a meter in front of me. Then I took my tripod with my monorail camera in the other hand and moved it half a meter in front of me. Then I have to do one leg, and then one leg, and then I went through the snow. I grab a hold of the bag and the tripod and then, then I did another half a meter and another half a meter. Oh man. Anyway, 
that was just horrible. And I've always loved the idea of the lightweight 4x5 Intrepid. And I went to the step. Now I've decided to do more 4x5 and then I just went online and bought it. Uh, so right now my monorail is up for sale, but I don't. It it doesn't look like it's very popular, and I understand that. So let's see what happens. But I can use it as a studio camera if if nobody wants to buy it. But the the reason why I wanted a six by twelve back is because I I do print in the darkroom, but whenever I don't print in the darkroom, I print my own images on an Epson P600, which is a 13-inch uh, inkjet printer. And what the, the, the trouble that I've had with other projects is, is that I've owned a 6x7 and, and a 6x6. And that is really limiting when you want to print big. If you want to, uh, with, with my printer, if you want to to print like a portrait or, or like what I did, I... I had a project where I uh, took some images of, of trucks and, and tractors and excavators and stuff because my son is really into that. And I did that on, on Actar and Portra. And then I printed the images and I wanted to print them big to hang on his wall in his room. But the problem was that I was limited by the 13 inch tall uh, limit. so. And uh, so I have to, I had to, I couldn't use the amount of paper that I had. I had to cut the paper every image. And that always bothered me. And of course it's two by three. So if, I've sh if I'd shot that with a 35, I could have printed 100% of that paper, but I don't really like, or I have not, I haven't liked my images with 35 up until this new Mamiya 35 that I've got. And uh, so I was thinking about a six by nine, but you know, it's very expensive for just being able to print full size. And also I thought maybe I can buy roll paper instead of, instead of just sheets. And if I buy roll paper, I can do even wider than six by nine. And I could do six by 12 or six by 17. So, I did some research and I f 6x17 is of course very expensive. It's around $700 maybe. And the thing about that is you also you can print that on on a 4x5 uh, darkroom printer and I have one of those. And if I go for the 6x12 back, I can print that on my 4x5 pr uh, darkroom printer, my larger so I have uh, an inkjet printer that can do roll uh, roll of paper. So now I f if I buy the 6x12 back, I can finally print a full width or as long as I want almost with the inkjet. And I could do darker prints, uh, both 6x12 and the 4x5. So large format, 4x5 medium format 6x12 and 6x6 and that's sort of where I am so I'm not interested in 6x7 anymore or 
any of the other formats six by four point five I might be interested in if I do the the school photography project thing because why would I use more than I need so if I can get 15 images on a slide film with six by four point five that would be awesome all right we're coming up on 25 minutes oh my god sorry about that the last thing I wanted to tell you about was kind of tying it all together uh, with my idea idea for this project uh, podcast which is project and ideas so I wanted to tell you a little bit about my projects uh, right now I have a project with this uh, poet in my area where we uh, I took many images where I had time as my focus so either capturing sort of waves or long exposure of the ocean or snow or something to do with time and i gave those images uh, to this poet and she has written sort of like small phrases uh, from what she feels when she looks at the images and that's a very cool project and I really like that and you can read the text and look at the image and look at the image and read the text and it all just comes together for each image and I I love working together with her and it's so, it's so much fun if you ever get the chance to do something like that or if you know a poet or a writer or anything if you have an idea just contact them right now don't wait do it it's so much fun uh, a different project that i have is an idea i got when i i talked to my grandfather uh, about uh, his youth and he told me a lot about the war and he was a little bit uh, young to be involved in the war but he was uh, here in my hometown during the war and I've never really thought about that, how the people who were here um, after the war, uh, how they sort of built this community back up. And uh, of course, many of them don't live anymore, but I wanted to do a portrait series where I, I got some of the uh, people that were uh, involved in sort of like when the town was the town has a population of maybe 12 or 13,000 people now uh, but but back then it was probably a thousand or two thousand so every sort of a job were would make a difference every carpenter every taxi driver every everyone mattered uh, in building the community so my idea was to try to find su surviving or yeah people that are still here and i've photographed them probably at their own house uh, with my uh, 4x5 camera and then i will get this maybe uh, one of their kids or which, which would be grown up <laughs> um, to just write a few sentences about what they did after the war and what they worked with and 
and stuff like that. And then the the portrait and the text would sort of be hang together as one piece in in an exhibition. And my thought was that this sort of project would be very interesting to the to the town and to the government and to sort of like honoring the 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 old people in the community and it will also draw a lot of a big crowd i think because a lot of people are interested in these people and they are if if like kids and grandkids and and such a family shows up for each person then you know i would get a big crowd so it was all positive 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 and um so that's one of the projects that i'm looking forward to starting uh, after maybe next year i think i will do that so that's where my four by five comes in my project surrounding time and with this poet is all six by six and that's where my pentacon comes in so when i get that i will start exploring that aspect of time again with this poet and we are our exhibition is is at christmas so there's still time to to do renew images or whatever and uh, it's almost like the same thing with the cheap shots cheap shots challenge challenge with the sonic 16 podcast is is you you get the gear to suit the project and that's sort of where i am at gear wise and that's why i still love to talk about gear is because i love to talk about projects and with film photography you need a specific sort of camera maybe for that project uh, it's not like you can with with digital you maybe you need a specific lens for that project but we often need a specific camera too because we we print certain way we frame certain way we i feel like we do film photographers do more with aspect ratio and we don't just crop a six by six down to two by two by three that's very hard that's very hard to think about in the field when you're shooting the image you you might get lucky and do it with one or two or three and it's okay but if you're doing a whole project hmm, i wouldn't do that so that was show number two uh if you have any suggestions uh, uh, topics if you have any projects you want to talk about yourself uh i'm ready uh, i'm ready to have you on air and uh have a chat. So until next time, I'll see you later.